0: Welcome to the Tradie Success Podcast by Annette Wellsford, founder of Common Sense Marketing and Tradie Marketing Secrets. Annette's on a mission to help honest, hardworking tradies like you to become marketing geniuses, so you end up spending less time on the tools and more time growing a great business. Welcome, Annette Wilsford here. In this episode of Trades Success, I'm going to be talking about something which I'm really, really passionate about. It's a thing which our wonderful team at Common Sense Marketing do every single day, and that's create great websites for our clients. Now even if you've already got a website, I want you to listen to this because I've just launched a new ebook called 30 Criteria for a Great Website. And today I'm going to be sharing 10 of those 30 criteria with you. And you might find that your website doesn't quite stack up to all of the criteria. So There are websites which are basically online brochures and then there are websites which generate leads and sales. They sell online. The ones which generate leads and sales are those which give your users a great experience to the point where they actually take action. And this is the basis of Google's primary strategy when it comes to determining which websites are listed on page one of search results for various keyword searches and which aren't. And as most people don't even get to page two of search results, you really need to be on page one. If your site doesn't keep visitors engaged and whereby they visit at least two or more pages and they take the action that you want them to take, then Google considers that it's not a good user experience. Now, of course, this is a really simplified explanation. There's more to it than these parameters. But, you know, user experience is the key. So there's three key areas to a great website. Unfortunately, most web developers only concentrate on one or two of these areas. They look at design and functionality. But when it comes to the most important element of all content... They simply don't have the training, the skills, or the experience to help you with that. Content is something that you have to do. Now, if you've not been trained in it, you're going to find that really, really, really tricky. We've had so many clients come to us after paying a web developer to build them a website. The site functions well, you know, looks okay, but usually the content and the layout has not been done from a marketing perspective, from a user experience perspective. So it fails as a lead generator. And if you don't generate business from your website, what's the point of having it? So, okay, let's let's have a look at the obvious things first, functionality. How should your site function? The first thing with functionality to look at is navigation. Navigation should be at the top and bottom of every page. Um, unless it's not in landing page, of course. Um, and it, the navigation should be structured in a logical way that makes sense to site visitors. Sometimes the way you organise your company and your products internally is completely different to how a website visitor may search for information on your site. You've really got to think like a customer. Make use of the footer. Any viewer that makes it to the bottom of your page is going to see it. And users do scroll down, particularly if they're on a mobile phone. It makes sense to have a repeat of your primary navigation because the viewer has finished with that page and they're looking for the next one. So if you you don't want them to have to scroll all the way back up the top to find where to go next. If there is space also in the footer, include contact details and a phone number. The footer is always the ideal place to include links to non-primary but essential pages that you really should have on your site, like privacy... Terms, sitemap, social media links, payment types, etc. And it's a really good place to repeat titles and links to your blog posts. Okay, number two, responsive design is a must. Responsive design refers to a web design or um, a website which automatically detects the visitor's device. So when the visitor comes to your website, that we know, or the site knows straight away, whether they're viewing a website on a computer or on an iPad or a tablet or on a mobile phone, and they auto- it automatically resizes and changes the layout to suit that device. Now, this is a little bit different to a site that just resizes to display the same information on a smaller screen. Where the visitor still has to pinch and zoom to read the content and navigate, and then there's adaptive. Um, this adaptive means having a completely separate website just for use with mobile devices. Uh, we actually prefer responsive sites, where it. It all stays on the same URL. You don't have to keep up to lots of different content. People don't have to pinch and zoom. Um, they're the types of sites that we do for our clients, responsive sites. So when you're looking at it on a computer, um, it looks one way, how it should be. Um, when you look at it on a tablet, the it shrinks down a bit so that everything is displayed properly on the tablet and you don't have to scroll left or right. And then when you look at it on a mobile phone, it's completely different again, and you don't have to pinch and zoom. Um, it completely changes the layout and makes it very easy for people to scroll down and see all the pertinent information. Now, if your site isn't phone-friendly or tablet-accessible, your customers will bounce right off your site, and they'll, they'll go somewhere else. They'll, they'll go to your competitors. It's estimated that by 2017, 80% of Australian people will have a smartphone, and that's how they will be using the internet. They won't be using computers anywhere near as much as what they do now. The user experience, like nobody likes wasting time trying to zoom and tap tiny links and squinting at postage stamp-sized images and then one of the most important functions of all, particularly if you do run a, a business where you're relying on phone calls, you must have the click-to-call facility, particularly on the responsive site. If you don't have that, your website visitors who are you know using phones, they can't call you. So they're just going to – well, they can. They can sort of like try and memorise the number and um, then go to their phone and put the number in. But why should you make them go through those hoops? So they'll probably just leave and go to a competitor site where they can click to call. And that's something that we always do on our client sites. And the next thing to think about with functionality, and there's, there's a lot more, This I'm only, I don't want to um, be with you for hours and hours and hours, <laughs> I'm sure you don't either. Um, so I'm just going to give you some of the key ones. Um, The third one in the functionality area, and we've got about another seven, is backup and security. Hacking has become prolific and no site is immune to it, as we know. It's going to continue, I don't know what we can do about it, um, to stop it forever. Um, That's up to the internet authorities around the world, but it's not going to happen soon. What we do is we take several precautions to make it really difficult for hackers to gain access to the sites that we build for our clients and and their email systems. Um, With our hosting package where we host websites, we, we take a monthly backup of the entire site and store it on a separate secure server. Uh, to make it really easy to restore if we need to. We also, because we develop only in in, um, WordPress, we update all the plugins every month, which is uh, a plugins, useful sort of little bits of code that make all sorts of clever things happen on your website. But plugins are an area where hackers often can gain access to a website and take it over. Um, and we remove all email addresses from your site as well uh, to avoid harvesting by spam bots. So if you've got your actual email address listed on your site, john at greatplumbing.com.au or whatever, spam bots around the world, which are bits of you know machine with code, they, they constantly search um, for the at symbol and when they find it, then your email address goes straight into their spamming database, and you start getting loads of spam. So, we have a different way of, um, well, we remove them, and we put contact forms on your sites so that um, to deter spam bots. Now, backup and security is really, really important. Um, like I said, we do, we take a lot of precautions to make sure that our client sites aren't hacked. But no one's immune. We, we have had several instances of sites being hacked by um, people, not just um, our own client sites or my sites, but um, other people's sites. Then they've come to us and said, our web developer hasn't been able to stop the hacking. Can you please fix it? Which we have been able to do. It does take um, a lot of effort and it's something that has to be done religiously every month. Okay, let's move on to website design. So to me, every site should be designed for conversion because the ultimate purpose of your website is to display information that your visitors are seeking and to inspire them to take the desired action. Now, the action could be um, to phone you or to fill out a form on your, on your site um, to contact you or to download something, or indeed, if you sell things online, to buy from you. And when they take this action, it's considered a conversion. And um, We can set up um, conversion tracking code in Google Analytics to see how many conversions that you're getting. It's far easier to double conversions, things like phone calls, opt-ins, email inquiries on your website, than it is to double your traffic, the number of people visiting your site. So basically, if someone doesn't find what they're looking for um, quite quickly, they'll leave. By focusing on what is important to them – By making their way through the website as pain-free as possible, you will have a dramatic impact on conversions. So stay focused on the end user and why they are visiting your website and what you want them to do. So for example, for one of our clients, we track how many people call them, one of our painting company clients and how many, we track how many people call them direct from their mobile phones when they click on the mobile phone number, which we've made click to call um, on all the responsive, you know, on every page. So anyone looking at it from a mobile phone. And this is one of several conversion actions on, on their website that we track and measure. The next thing, number five, is to capture visitor details for ongoing marketing. So not everybody who visits your site is ready to buy right now you know, it might take days or weeks or months before they're ready. They're just um, doing a bit of research, they're having a look around, but they're not quite ready to make a decision yet. So if you capture their email address you can continue to keep in contact and and build rapport and add value and provide more info about your authority and your credibility and um, stay in contact with them. Because once they've left, they've gone. You don't even know who they were. You don't even know who visited your site. So how can you get them back again? So by creating um, some sort of form which asks them to leave their email address, uh, you can continue to market to them. Part of the thing about designing um, a form, though, which, and I see this mistake made by so many people, is they ask for all sorts of information which is not necessary. If you keep the form simple and the number of fields at a minimum, and you make sure that the form is linked to a trustworthy email marketing system, you're going to get more people. Um, giving you the information. And we always recommend that you provide a benefit to entice people to hand over their name and email address. What's in it for them? What are they going to get if they do that? For most of our clients, we have developed – and for every single client, it's different. With some trade businesses, um, people just want to fill out a contact – you know, a form and say, contact me, please. This is what I need. Give me a quote. On other sites um, where the business is perhaps a, a longer term purchase and people want more information, we have developed free valuable guides. Um, one of our clients is a concreter and we put together a little booklet with him, with his help on um, how to choose a concreter and 21 tips to get the best concrete job ever. So people have been putting their email address in to get that valuable information. And it's a great way, you know, for our client to... Um Inspire Concrete to grow his email marketing list and stay in contact with prospects long after they've left the site. Because once they put their email address in there, then we've set up a series of um, automated emails that go out to those people. They get the the book, of course, and then a couple of weeks later, they get might get another follow up email saying, you know, how are you going with your decision making. Um, have you decided what sort of concrete you want yet? Is there anything I can do to help? Now, out of all the other concreteers that this person might have contacted, how many of them have followed up regularly and show and stayed in touch to show that they're professional and keen for the business? Number six that we're going to talk about is typography for readability. So, what do I mean by that? Well. When something is effortless to read, you will naturally read more of it. So good content layout uses headlines, bullet points, lists, tables, short paragraphs. They don't, it doesn't, you go to a website and there's this great big long chunk of text, you don't read it, do you? Research uh, has proven that left-aligned text is more readable than justified text, you know, where it's aligned both left and right. There's all sorts of research that's been done for many years on readability. Um, One of the things that is really important is colour. So, do you see newspapers with black backgrounds and white text. No, you don't, because it's very difficult on the eyes after a while. So, all newspapers have white background with black text or, or coloured headlines these days. But um, that's done for a reason, because it makes it far easier for people to read. Same with the use of um, lots of headlines and sub-headlines and images Font size is also an important factor. A minimum of 12 points should be used for optimum readability on the screen with a good line height, not just single spacing, but at least one and a half, if not double spacing. Ensure there's a good contrast between the font and the background color. Have a look at the fonts that are used. Sans serif fonts like Helvetica, Ariel, Tahoma, Vedana, they're much easier to read online than serif fonts like Times New Roman or Georgia. But whatever fonts are used, they should be Google friendly. That means that they should display properly on desktop and mobile devices. And in particular, you might have a designer, that, a graphic designer that comes up with a really beautiful font that looks fantastic on paper um, and in the, the sort of the JPEG design, if you like, that they've done for your site. But the font doesn't translate well when it's used on the website. It's not Google-friendly. So, And we've had this before on a couple of uh, sites that we designed for a client in England, the graphic designer, you know, developers came up, when they came up with their branding, said you must use this font for all headings and this font for text. But in actual fact, it wasn't Google-friendly, so it displayed, it looked really weird on the computer. So we had to adjust it and use Google-friendly fonts. Website content. Let's move on to the most important area. Uh, Before we do, I I should say that there is another um, six areas um, that you should be looking at for website design. I really only started to touch on them here. But content, now content is, once you've got the design right, once you've got the functionality right, the most important part of a website is content. It doesn't matter how beautiful the site looks. It doesn't matter how fast it is to load. um, It doesn't matter how good the navigation is. If the content sucks, people are going to leave straight away. I don't know how many times I've been to websites and seen the big headline, welcome to our website. Like, oh, please. That is not good copy. When people arrive at your website, they want to know that you can solve their problem. So my tip for number seven is use benefit-laden copy. Instead of focusing on the features of your services, like, you know, we're the world's best electricians, focus on the benefits, focus on what's in it for the prospect and the larger problem that they're facing. For example, lack of time, trust, service, quality. Your goal here is to get them emotionally engaged with you so that they can see that you understand them and you We'll provide them with what they want. Don't bury this. Um, <laughs> so many sites I see bury these important benefits in the copy not and and focus too much on themselves. We don't care how long you've been in business. That doesn't need to be on the front page. That should be somewhere else in credibility, maybe on the About Us page. On the home page, I want to see what you can do for me and how you can solve my problem, meet my needs. So that leads on to number eight, make your content interesting. And we touched on this a little bit earlier with um, typography and readability. But what do you think is more interesting to read? Is it a website that uses line after line and paragraph after paragraph of text? Or is it a website that puts thought into understanding the most important elements of text and visually representing these in icons, images, diagrams, infographics. There has been a strong growth in diagrams um, called infographics and what what they basically are is a visual, it's a picture or a diagram, I suppose, that arranges and sorts data and presents it um, in a really simple manner. So, for example, we did an infographic for a mortgage broker client to try and illustrate the mortgage or the home loan approval process, so step one, step two, step three, step four, with simple um, arrows and and text um, and little graphics and icons and images to make it really quick to understand. And we could, and we also spelt it out in writing, but so some people are visual other people are audio and other people are kinetic. And when you're dealing, uh, when, when you're putting all your copy and um, your content on your website, it's really important to try and appeal to different to different people's learning styles and what they respond to. You know, well-prepared copy will be succinct. It will provide relevant and useful information. It'll be presented in a visually appealing way. Use lots of bullet points. Indent some of the text. Put quotes in italics. um, Use uh, headings and graphics. Make it simple and easy. Get rid of excess verbiage. Don't waffle on. Just get to the point. There's lots more I could say. <laughs> lots more depth that we go into um, in, our, in the book and on the use of uh, in, you know, content, video, images, um, colour, um, all sorts of things. But one of the most important uh, con- pieces of content that you can have on your website is a blog. Now, you're thinking, why? You might be thinking, why do I need a blog? Well, a blog is the single best way to keep your site fresh, to keep it relevant and to make sure that search engines like Google and Yahoo and Bing continually index your site. And what that means is um, Google, for example, they have little machines that constantly uh, visit all the websites, the billions of websites that there are, looking for um, a number of things, specific keywords, but also relevant and recent information. So, if you've put your website up and not touched it for six months to a year or whatever, not put anything fresh or new on there, after Google will see this and they will stop coming back because there's no fresh content there. So that has the effect of pushing your website further and further down um, the the pages and search results. So if somebody types um, in um, a search term such as, um, I don't know, um, how to fix the wiring in my home or I have... Old-fashioned wiring, or something like that, something to do with wiring of your home. You would want your website um, to show up on the first page of Google results because Google knows that if you've put that in, that you're in this particular area. So they'll show up, not results from America, but you know, if you're based in Sydney, they'll show results from Sydney-based um, websites that can answer that question. But if You haven't put anything fresh on your site about wiring for a good six months or twelve months or longer. All the all the other websites in the area that have put up more fresh content on around those keywords, house wiring or whatever, they'll show up on, on page one of Google. You could be by now on page two or three or four. So. A blog is the perfect tool for writing short articles on topics of relevance to your target market. You know, sometimes people don't know what they don't know. So, if you had new articles, and I'm talking at least once a month, preferably once a week, about issues that may they may face on changes in your marketplace, about new products, about um, tips on how to do this or what to look out for services you've introduced um, the more interesting and the more uh, your site is the more content on it, the more value you give, the longer they will spend time on your site. Um, and then Google will also takes into account not only the number of pages that people visit but the amount of time they spend on those pages. And this is all part of the the many criteria that they use to push um, your website up, up, up and up in the search results. So a blog is a must-have component for improving search engine visibility. Every time you add content, you also then want to share it um, with your social media follows and your email list. And you can mix it up, make sure you mix it up with video, text, audio, infographics, whatever, to enhance the, the appeal and the usability. And my final tip for content, um, and we do have another six on content in the full book, is to use testimonials. I mean, you can talk about how brilliant you are until the cows come home, but it's what other people say that really counts, Testimonials, ideally video testimonials of other real customers using your products and services are the social proof that people who don't know you will be looking for. This breeds confidence by seeing that other real people are happy with you. Never ever make up testimonials, they must be real. If you can't get video testimonials, try and at least put their full name and suburban in a photo. And finally, promote it. You know, one of the world's biggest lies is a line from that movie, build it and they will come. (laughs) It just does not apply. I think it was a baseball movie. It just does not apply to websites. You really do have to constantly drive traffic to it. You know, once your site meets all the criteria – You have to keep sending traffic, and you need the right traffic, of course. You don't want thousands of hits from Russia or the Philippines or somewhere like that, unless, of course, you're selling to these markets, but you want lots of traffic from the ideal customers in your ideal location. So, it's important to plan and execute your online marketing campaigns to drive traffic to your site, and you can do these in a variety of ways. Search engine optimization of your site, pay per click Google advertising or Bing, remarketing, which is a whole f- fascinating um, subject in itself, uh, social media posting and advertising, social book marketing, backlinking, getting reviews, YouTube marketing, email marketing, and of course, offline marketing. If you're a local business, make sure that you've claimed your Google My Business listing and you've optimised it and linked it to your website. And it goes without saying that you really, really need to regularly measure and review the performance of your site using Analytics, which is a free Google tool. And see what pages people are visiting, which pages they're not visiting, where they're taking action, um, where they've come from how many conversions you're getting. And you, we, you can do all sorts of things. You can split test pages to try and improve results. And by split testing, I mean you can serve up, there's ways we can serve up two versions of your homepage, one with one heading and one with another heading and see if that improves conversions. All sorts of things we can do to try and generate better and better results all the time. So developing, as I've said Developing a lead generating website is just step one. You must constantly promote it and try and improve it to get better and better results. You know, in the late 20th century, um, it was determined that it was the age of technology with, you know, the, the TVs and the phones and um, internet, all that sort of stuff um, – it really changed the way that we market our business forever but moving on now in now that we're in the 20 a good 15 years into the 21st century the age of technology's old hat the 21st century has officially been called the age of the customer and Basically, not only do you need a website, you need a great one. You know, with 97% of Australians connected to the internet by computer or mobile device, and as I said, 80% of all site visits will be coming from mobile phones, you cannot survive and grow your business without a well-planned and active digital footprint. Online marketing is really quite involved, as you can see, isn't it? But listen, when you do it properly, the results can be outstanding, If you're not getting a lot of traffic to your website and generating a steady stream of leads, how are you going to maintain and grow your business? Because online is where everybody's at, where everybody goes. Now, if you'd like to find out what the other 20 criteria for a great website are and use our checklist, uh, which is at the the end of the book, you can um, print that out and um, tick off everything of the whole 30 criteria and see how your site measures up. You'll get a much better feel for um, what your site needs to look like and how it should perform. Now, you can download the entire book from the resources link below it. Normally, um, we've launched it and we've been selling it at $14.95, but for Tradey Success podcast listeners, you can have it for half price, $7.50. How cheap is that? So... Download below from, from the resources and um, let us ha- take a look at your website and see how it's performing and see what you could do to improve it. If you want help, give us a call on 1-300-554-495 or shoot us an email from the contact us page here and if you want to discuss your website and your online marketing, we'd love to design a great website for you, one that generates the results that you want and think about what website can do. And this today's quote from Paul Cookson illustrates that perfectly. When you think about it, websites promote you 24-7. No employee will ever do that for you. (laughs) If you have any feedback, comments or questions about this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Just enter them in the comments area below. Um, on the tradiesuccess.com.au site. And if you know of any other tradies or business owners that you think would find this information useful um, about their websites and about their online marketing, please share this episode with them on Facebook or Google Plus or LinkedIn or share one of the tweetables or even send them a link by email. And make sure, do yourself a favour, make sure you never miss out on an episode. Just... Hit the iTunes or Stitcher links above and you can subscribe and have them automatically, every new episode delivered to your phone. Until next time, may your website be the best one in your industry and generate you loads and loads of business. Bye for now. Well done for listening to this podcast you've taken another step towards becoming a marketing genius. Visit tradysuccess.com.au to grab the transcript of this podcast and other useful marketing goodies and take some sort of marketing action today.